and welcome to the Heart God Media Podcast. I am your host, Jesse H.S., and today I decided that we need to do a short little episode on the career of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I feel like it's very merited, probably uh, actually undisputed, the greatest action hero of all time in all of cinema, bar none. Uh, you know, you Terminator, Predator, Conan. I mean, it just goes on and on. And you know, Sly, St- Sylvester Stallone. You can, you can make uh, a very decent argument. Rocky, Rambo. Uh, I, we're gonna do a Sly uh, episode soon. Believe me, because I love Sly. But Arnold was just always. I don't know. He maybe it's because he did a little more like sci-fi type flicks that just like was cool. If anything, I think Arnold brought like a kind of like a burliness to like sci-fi movies, to like it being okay for you to like uh sci-fi type movies because, you know, they meld the action so well with movies like Predator in the Terminator franchise. Uh so I think it was really, and the Terminator is just the first two, especially, and especially the second one, which there's going to be an episode on the second one because it's the greatest, made probably the greatest movie ever made, and definitely the greatest action movie ever made was the was Terminator Two. But you know, today I'm gonna I'm gonna talk with uh, ET. ET is gonna be back on the podcast, and uh, huge uh, huge Arnold fan as I am, and uh, it seemed uh, more than fitting that we have him on to kind of, for him and I, just to kind of get a little dialogue going with, you know, our appreciation for Arnold. Uh, Man, what a, (coughs) excuse me, what a career he's had. Uh, You know, he was born in Austria and, you know, comes over to the States, is, becomes the biggest, un- Un, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, the biggest bodybuilder of all time, and still remains that to this day. And then goes on to be the greatest uh, action actor of all time, and then went on to be the governor of California. I mean, the guy has just done it all, and what a the epitome of the American dream is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, just, just did it all. What a life that guy's had. He's 70 years old now. Uh, talk about a, a life well lived and lived fully to its like biggest extent, like ever. It's just, it's really unprecedented that you see anybody who's done what he's done. Not, you know, uh, bodybuilding aside, you know, his political career aside, but for him to transition so smoothly in between being Conan the Barbarian, being the Terminator, being Dutch and Predator, and being this action like all-star, superstar, and then transitioning so smoothly that it doesn't even he doesn't miss a beat into comedies like Junior, like Kindergarten Cop. And, you know, he carried that comedy. I think once he developed those comic sensibilities in those films, he 100%, uh, he 100%, like, dialed into, like, the comedic aspect that you see in, uh, you know, something like a Terminator Genesis, which a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say, and it didn't perform well in the States. It didn't perform well, uh, well, as well as expected, um, but I guess it did decent enough overseas that they want to continue on uh with the franchise uh but he kept those uh those comic sensibilities you know throughout his career once he developed them uh you know true lies he's like hilarious in true lies and then you get something where it's almost like a parody of his career with last action hero it's really uh it's such a such a something that's kind of unheard of now is someone who can transcend genre genres of film the way uh someone like Arnold did. Uh, I mean there's few that have been able to play 
action superstar and then transition into being, you know, in comedies. And I know his comedies didn't perform as well, obviously, as his action films. And a lot of people kind of may even rag on his uh, his comedic performances, but I think that shouldn't be the case at all. I think I think those films are funny for what they are. And because it's him and in, <clears throat> in some of those uh, roles, he's trying to portray it as serious, but you can't get over the fact that the fact that it's, you know, it's the biggest action superhero of all time. In film, of course. And it's really, it's something special for sure. And, you know, we're gonna, we're calling E.T. right now. E.T., what up? How's it going? Oh, it's going well. So... Arnold, topic of conversation today. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I was just, I was just kind of talking uh, initially to, you know, open up the show with uh, how easily he transcended from the biggest action superstar of all time to like those com- more comedic roles he had in like Junior and Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. It's funny because uh, the beginning of his career was so, like you said, so action heavy and, and not pretty serious. But then, yeah, he did he did make that transition to like that '90s comedy pretty well. And uh, some of those movies are more well known for for a lot of people too, you know. Yeah, and even if they aren't like appreciated, I feel like he had no problem becoming like almost. Like, he had no problem parodying himself, like, with a, like, a last action hero, where it was kind of, you know, it was a movie within the movie, and he's the action star, and, like, uh, he had no problem, like, taking the piss out of himself and taking jabs at, you know, his own, like, you know, superstardom. No, not at all, yeah. I think he's always had that, like, if you have watched his whole career and and seen, like, interviews with him when he's real young, he always seems to uh, carry himself, like, not too seriously, like, he... Seems to be a bit of a jokester when he was younger as well, so I think that carried over when he was an adult as well. He's always seemed rather grounded, actually, for as big as he got and as big as he kind of still remains. He never seemed like someone that really uh, was too ego-ridden, whereas, like, you, I've heard a lot of, like, uh, horror stories about Stallone being kind of <clears throat> about himself or whatever, but Arnold seemed very just down-to-earth and, like... Uh, I mean, which kind of speaks to him, the guy transcending from the biggest bodybuilder of all time to the biggest action actor of all time to, you know, a political career. Yeah, I mean, the guy's definitely, I think it shows how selfless he is, too, with just how much he's given back when it comes to, like, charity, and then he's just, uh, the guy's just brilliant. I mean, that's that's a word, that's what comes to mind in my eyes, It's like, talk about the American dream, where this dude, this young Austrian guy you know, wants to come to America so bad that he starts, like, bodybuilding pretty much, and he finds that, he thinks that's a way for him to come to the, the States and, and make a living, and uh, he comes over, I mean, and look what he's done. I mean, movie star, uh, governor, um, like, entrepreneur, the guy's like a businessman, like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, think, his net worth has got to be, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars at this point, so it's just insane. Yeah, and like like you said, like I mean, he had no I mean, if you're someone like him, what do you really have to prove with running for governor other than you're trying to give back to like uh trying to give back to the country that uh you know gave you everything. And I love that he's never like shied away from that. Like he's Austrian, he goes, "But I'm I'm American first and I, and I love that and not even to disrespect his country but he realizes that without you know the United States of America he would be like he wouldn't have the career that he has and talk about a guy that's giving back when he decides to you know in his whatever it was his his mid 50s decide to run for governor of California like that isn't because he's trying to like push any kind of like uh of his own personal political agenda that's him I think giving back to the country that gave him everything yeah, I think you nailed it with the, what you said there. I think it's, uh, I think uh, the United States gave a lot to him, and uh, I think it's his way. I think he genuinely cares, you know, about our country, and it's now he's, it's his country too. So I think he, 
he's trying to do the right thing by it and running for governor was one of those things um and even more recently like he's i know he's still political so um i know in the last election he backed one of the republicans john Kasich. And he came out and refused to uh, vote for trump so he's still uh pretty active in, the, in politics it looks like as well and it's you know it's kind of a testament to him and i don't think he really cares about uh offending whoever but i mean that's kind of a testament to the kind of guy he is too that even you know even in victory i mean i i hate to even uh, talk any kind of presidential politics here because it's all bullshit but but um the the fact that you know trump won and you know you you saw you didn't see uh arnold try to and i know him and trump like sparred uh on twitter uh they're both uh, they're both uh, on the apprentice they both ran the apprentice right yeah and trump was <laughs> taking shots at him for that and i was just like yeah, i thought it was comical but i i love that he refused to like uh kind of back down or say anything and i think he did say like uh you know just like that he's like i don't know i i don't even want to get into it but Bottom line is, someone uh, of Don—I mean, I'm no—you uh, and I aren't chiseled out of stone by any means. No. Uh, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, the I—I I can't imagine even trying to. But the internet makes you brave, even if you're—you are uh, someone like uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I couldn't imagine anyone trying to shit talk Arnold, even at 70 years old. The guy has still got a. I mean, he obviously doesn't have the body he had when he was uh, 30, but, I mean, the guy is still, like, lifting weights and hitting these uh, bodybuilding conven- these conventions and these uh, Mr. Olympias and all this stuff. Like, uh, I'd still be afraid to even, uh, you know, piss him off in any way, shape, or form because the guy is just – he still seems yeah. like he could grab a hold of somebody and really ring him out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – uh, he really still is in great shape. It's funny that a lot of these – well, I know a lot of our act, favorite action stars or just action stars at all, they, they've remained in good shape. I mean, him, uh, he's in great shape still. We, I mean, I know we mentioned Stallone. He's one of my favorites. He's still in pretty good shape. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the, if you think about the regimen with everything else he's got going on to still uh, dedicate that much to his body is pretty impressive as well. Oh, absolutely. So I guess we'll... Uh... Having said all that, I guess we'll kind of dive into our top five Arnold films all time. Gotcha. Now, I mean, it's really hard to to make a top five of someone like Arnold or like a Sly. Yeah, with, yeah it's, it is extremely hard, but... Well, they have so many goddamn, like, gold mines in their repertoire. Say for my t- yeah, I mean for my top five, I obviously had to put Terminator Two up there as my number one. I just think that movie was, I mean that's right up there with my top movies of all time. That movie's amazing, and then that franchise alone, I love the. I know some people kind of hate on the newer movies ever, but I love that franchise, and it's one of my favorite franchises. So Terminator Two would probably have to be my number one. Um, number two would probably be Total Recall. That's actually, like, the first Schwarzenegger movie I think I ever saw, probably. Uh, came out when I was, like, five. And just the imagery of that movie, the futuristic way, like, I don't know. The characters in that movie, everything about that movie I love. That one still holds up. I mean, we could talk. Well, one, number one, we could talk. And we're going to get extensive uh, here in a little while about kind of the Terminator franchise. Because that did, you know, uh, you know, he did do Conan first. But Terminator is definitely what really launched him into superstardom for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. But Total Recall is something that holds up so well still. Yeah, without a doubt. It doesn't look, like um, to me when I watch it, it doesn't seem cheesy. Like it just seems like... No, it definitely doesn't. It seems like the special effects and everything in that are—they hold up to this day. That one creeped me out actually at a younger age. That one creeped me out bad with uh, the uh, the one woman where fucking her fucking—you <laughs> know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that is, and that's what I was gonna say too. The, some of the characters in that movie, and just the the it was like it, well, I know it wasn't like a horror movie by any means, but it was definitely like it was scary. You know, I thought it was a. Uh, a scary movie. So 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, so what's your uh, what's your those are your one and two. What's uh, number three? Uh, number three would be Predator, probably. Oh yeah, Predator franchise being another historic franchise. I think it's uh, a phenomenal movie. Uh, it introduced another like horror type of, uh, as a Predator characters. You know the aliens. I think it's um, great. Number four would probably be The Running Man. I think that's one of his underrated underrated movies. Yeah, something I didn't realize till. We recently did the Stephen King podcast. Uh, Stephen King actually wrote that. Yeah, under um, Bachman. Yeah, which just adds to uh, how cool that is, too. Yeah. And then it was tough for me to pick a fifth one, but I thought it was cool. It would be Pumping Iron, the documentary. Just because, oh, yeah. You know, I just think it was cool to look at him in his early life going after the, like, the Mr. Olympia. Um, oh, absolutely. They brought in Lou Ferrigno, which is obviously of, of the Hulk fame, which I'm a big fan of the of the TV series The Hulk. I know, like it's kind of weird, like it's supposed to be a documentary, but like some of the people in the movie were actually actors randomly. Like I found out, like Lou Ferrigno's father's character is like actually not his father. Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely I, I, Pumping Iron is, is pretty awesome as well. So those are, that probably round out my top five. That was such a that documentary. I've uh, it's really uh, an interesting, uh, interesting movie because for a lot the longest time you didn't know what was real and what was fiction or you know what was fiction or nonfiction in the uh, in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it almost felt like it was just a, like a movie, but um, yeah. And like I said, they have two megastars. I mean, Lou Ferrigno was huge back in his day as well. So yeah, I mean the Hulk. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole podcast on its own, but. Uh, and plus, it kind of introduced. Uh, I know, like, I'm pretty sure that did pretty well, like in the theaters, actually. Oh, really? Sure yeah, I was reading up about, uh, like, when I read up about Pumping Iron. I guess like it did really good in the theaters, and I guess like it kind of brought uh, Schwarzenegger's name to like kind of like as a household name. So it just kind of helped. And then I know shortly after that, the Conan movies were pumped out. So yeah. I'm sure that helped. Oh, yeah, for sure. So my top five, I'm going to go five to one. Gotcha. Number five, kind of a newer one, but I think it merits uh, being thrown on the list, is Sabotage. Now, I know you appreciate this one as well. Yeah, like uh, we talked about, it is it is a badass movie. I thought um, it like it has like an old-school feel. I feel like there's a couple movies right in that area of like those years right there where you put out like uh, – he did Escape Plan with uh, Schwarzenegger, and then he did that movie called The Last Stand. Yeah. Long time. I felt like those three movies were, like, from, you know, 87. I thought they were all great, and uh, Sabotage is definitely a badass movie. So. Oh, yeah. I think he, uh, it was cool to see him older, but still, like, uh... You know, he was obviously, like, played uh, sort of a, like, half-villain, like, almost anti-hero in that film, too. Like, he obviously had a a, ven- a plan for vengeance, and, uh, but, you know, you didn't know whether to, you know, think the guy was, the character was sketchy, or if he was noble. Right, exactly. That kind of, like, did, like, he entered kind of a new layer of his acting with that film, and especially, you know, in his 60s, so late in his career, to put something out that quality, uh, as far as story and acting and entertainment, I thought was awesome, so that's why it kind of made my top five. Definitely. And then, uh, number four, Conan. Uh, This is probably the first uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I saw ever was Conan. And I just remember how, like, you know, the mythology of, you know, Medusa and the Tower of Snakes and how that just, like, that fucked with me, like, at such a young age, like, seeing that shit. It is, like, we talked about, too, I feel like, uh, I know Conan, like, did really good for its time, but I feel like because of Terminator, it's definitely overshadowed. Oh, absolutely. It's his, like, kind of... uh, the movies that he put out, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it's tough. Like I said, Terminator Two is right up there with some of the best, in the, best movies ever. So yeah, see why the Conan movies would take a back seat. So and then uh, my top three. You got Predator coming in at number three, and you know Predator is such a such an uh, an enigma in the in his uh, career. Because it is like it is sci-fi, but it also is like 
more more horror than most of his other uh, than all of his other films, save for like uh, maybe like a Maggie. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely like probably. Right, it's like yeah, like you said, because it's sci-fi and it's, and it's horror. But I feel like it's it's definitely if you ask any horror fan, like I think the Predator movies are are horror as well, almost like the Alien franchise. And yeah. Uh, but Predator was such a uh, interesting film because I remember seeing it at a young age. Uh, yeah, as you know, we can both attest we saw a lot of these movies at young at young ages, and there is a nostalgic factor that you know enters in that why we love these movies so much is kind of we revere our childhood watching these movies, be it with uh, by ourselves or you know it reminds us of, a, of our our youth and or you know watching with like our fathers. Uh, I know you and I had kind of talked about that before too. Yeah, definitely. I mean. Uh... Schwarzenegger, uh, and I hope we do, uh, you know, uh, Stallone podcast someday. He's another one. I, you know, him, Stallone, uh, Jean-Claude, and uh, Steven Seagal are all movies I, when I watched when I was younger, all, like, with my father, too. So. Oh, yeah, same same here. And I think it was, uh, you know, we, uh, it, it was so, uh, kind of what I was saying about, uh, wanted to say about Predator was, for years until I became, like, kind of, like, more you know, aware about what was going on. For some reason, I, I assumed, I guess because of all the Vietnam movies I saw when I was younger, because Vietnam, I had no idea what Vietnam was when I was eight. Um, but I always assumed that was like a Vietnam movie. So until I got a little older and like realized that it wasn't a Vietnam movie, uh, for some reason, I just thought like it had that flair of like being a Vietnam movie. And then I put the pieces together when Jesse, the body Ventura was wearing an MTV shirt. And I was like, Hey, MTV wasn't around in fucking the Vietnam war. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it does have that feel to it though. What a great like surrounding cast he had too. Oh yeah, man. Carl Weathers. I mean, that speaks for itself right there. So yeah, I mean, talk about, uh, a film that kind of, uh, I feel like it it probably gets its due, but maybe I just don't hear about it as much. But I feel like that's just like such a landmark film uh, for him because it kind of showed that, I don't know, like he could be like that, like had that comedy uh, you, even when he didn't even plan for it to be funny, but like everyone laughs when he says, you know, you ugly motherfucker. Like, yeah, and, and I think it has to do with like, I don't know, maybe, like you said, like the cheat, like his voice or just the... The shtick of his, you know, Austra- Austrian, yeah. like, uh, his Austrian uh, accent and, like, just how he says everything. Obviously, get to the chopper, like, that is, you know, exactly. just, like, legendary. People that don't even know what that movie that's from know Arnold said it, like, and that's exactly. all they really know. It's like a movie I'm sure you're going to talk about in a second is... How many times have you heard, you know, I'll be back? Yeah, I mean, 900 million times and 900 million different movies. And, uh, and yeah, uh, kind of going into that, my number two is the, the first installment in the Terminator franchise, the Terminator. Gotcha. And, you know, that that is such a... For years, I kind of, like, did think it didn't even touch the second one. Which, I mean, the second one is just, I think it's one of the only times the sequel has surpassed the original, like, by miles and miles. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. I mean, I think, you're right there, I used to feel like there'd be, there was such more of a, like, a gap where, like, the second one was head and shoulders above the original. But the original has, like, I guess you gotta look at it from its own point of view, almost, like... I understand that he's not even in it so much, but it's a great movie. And I don't even know, like, what um, James Cameron was thinking when he made that movie. If he wanted to go with the whole, you know, if he knew, like, I'd be interested to know, like, what his mindset was going into that, and, like, writing that movie. If he knew it was going to be such a huge franchise. Yeah, because on paper, now, now listen, I'm, i I got to talk about my love for, for the first one. I think over the past, like, ten years, I've grown to appreciate it even more. I've always loved it, but I always put the second one in such high regard that I kind of, like, the original kind of went wayward. Like, not not completely, but I just didn't hold it in as, as high regard as I do the second one. Now kind of watching it you know incessantly over the last 10 years i think i've i've grown a better appreciation for it and how like uh 
Because on paper, like script wise, if you like read the if you if you were to have read the script for Terminator and Terminator Two, Terminator sounds like a way better movie because it's explaining everything, it's setting it up, it's developing everything. You know the origin of Sarah Connor. But at the same time, I can't tell you how many people have like I feel like saw Terminator Two before Terminator, which I did. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I almost can guarantee that I I probably have too, and I think that there's probably a lot of people to this day who've never seen the original. <laughs> Only have seen the second one. Yeah, and yeah. Ta- and that's kind of you know to the. Because the Terminator was a success, and it, you know, the the gargoyle shades were like flying off the, you know, the fucking shelves, like they couldn't keep them in stock anywhere. Right. And still to this day, if you get those like original gargoyles, like '80s glasses, like if you want like a nice pair of them, like an original pair of those type of gargoyle glasses, they go for like crazy money, they're, like over a hundred bucks for. <laughs> All thanks to Jimmy Cameron and, and the Swartz. Yeah. And uh, my number one, uh, but well, I guess you know, kind of touching on Terminator, it's such a unique film for being 1984. I feel like it definitely was ahead of its time. Oh yeah, it just had like such a cool vibe and like stylistically, like the colors in it, just the colors alone. I just felt were like, uh, I don't know, it almost had like a like a little bit of a. It was. I, it's hard to explain, like. It was just shot so interestingly, especially for the time. Yeah, the color. I don't like. I know what you're saying with the color. It almost it like helps with the vibe of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It, it it almost like pulsates throughout the movie. Of I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain. But just watching that movie in a completely dark room, just like it gets me so like amped up to watch it now because. It is a little more fast paced than the uh, than the second one. Um, so maybe that's why, but that's a, that's become even more and more, uh, enjoyable as the, uh, as the years have gone by. Yeah, without a doubt, I think, uh, And that really launched him, yeah, I mean, that launched him directly into most homes and became such a signature movie. Yeah, and I, like I said, it's, it's, it's rare that you find an actor that has, uh, a different... Like whole franchises, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and to be in two of them is pretty incredible. Yeah. And I think the Terminator. I think Conan definitely made him a household name, and I think the Terminator movies made him like a megastar. So. Yeah, and then uh, obviously, uh, unparalleled, unmatched, uh, un. Uh, I don't even know. Unfucking something. Uh, <laughs> Terminator Two. What a fucking movie that that one is in so many like i can tell you right now whenever anybody you think about what that movie has done as far as uh, you know you you hear george thorogood and the destroyer's bad to the bone what you immediately think terminator right you say terminator and it, it whether people like it or not the first thing you think is the second one at least i do yeah, I think, like I said, I think the second one is just more, I don't know, I think it's, like, I obviously did better, I think, globally, and people connect with it more. I mean, it's more, it's, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who said that the first Terminator is their favorite Terminator, so... <laughs> Uh, not to not to not to shit on that one at all, but like the second one is just so like dialed in to what um, like story wise, and you know what it is, and and for years I kind of because I thought about it, and I you think about the stories like of the first one, like the story of the of the original Terminator, and then you think about the story of the second one, you're like, oh, the second one sounds kind of cool, but for some reason I think it's the acting. I think Arnold dialed in even more than he ever was and he could actually he wasn't just like uh you know he wasn't just playing like a a machine like he was in the first one he had like some you know humanistic uh uh sense to him in the second one because obviously he was forming a relationship with john connor yeah i think he definitely he i think terminator 2 like his portrayal in terminator 2 is definitely his best performance so oh yeah and it's just uh and to, to the point where he can just like play it so like uh straight face through the whole thing because he is a machine in the movie 
But at the same time, you know, you see him uh, develop this, you know, relationship with uh, John Connor. And then you have uh, you have Linda Hamilton, who is just like, man, I I wish female actresses that play any kind of like uh, role where they're, you know, forced to be a badass or anything. I kind of wish that they would watch that as, you know, the how to act badass if you're a woman because talk about like sarah connor just like she's got the fucking like bed tipped up fucking right side up and she's doing fucking pull-ups on the end and she's beating the shit out of the fucking the the, the fucking uh peter griffin looking guy that licks her fucking face like yeah she definitely got she gets into a dark place on that movie and she definitely plays a great badass definitely in that movie so and i'm really i'm not too I'm not really familiar with a lot of her work outside of the Terminator movies, to be honest with you, but she definitely kills that role. And she and that's another thing I wanted to say was the not just Arnold, but his, the actors in the movie in those movies with him, you know, kill it. Like Robert Patrick, obviously, in T two is just like he Oh yeah, God. And then Michael Bain in the first one, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like it's not just him, but everything in that every all the actors definitely help those movies succeed so. oh yeah and eddie furlong i mean other than like i that was by far his biggest movie um you know that is k- kind of uh i almost feel like that was uh was his peak i almost feel like that was his peak and then he kind of like uh slowly fizzled out and then kind of bumped bumped back up with uh like a film like american history x but then kind of uh like teetered off again yeah furlong is the man i do love uh, i try to watch every movie i've ever seen him in but uh he's definitely had an up and down career but that's i mean yeah thinking back that's got to be his biggest movie ever and to kind of be as good of a an actor as he was at such a young age and you see a lot of younger actors you know, in in these films that like can't maintain, like you look at like a Macaulay Culkin who can't like, eat, whether he wanted to or not, he just didn't have the same like. Maybe he just like because they did it so young that they just like lost the desire to act. Uh, but then you see like uh, an Eddie Furlong where maybe his uh, maybe his some of his movies he's done uh, years later didn't hold the same kind of. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't seem like he wanted to act as much as it was just like a job. Yeah, I mean, some, and I know, like in his case, he had like uh, like substance abuse issues or whatever. So who knows, really? But like, I mean, he did Terminator Two, and then he did Pet Cemetery. What, like right after that, right? Yeah, I believe that was. Uh, I think. I think a Pet Cemetery Two was filmed in like late ninety one, early ninety two, and released in August of uh, ninety two. Yeah, and then like after that, like I, I can't really think of too much he's been in, and I know he was and stuff, but oh, uh, Detroit Rock City, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, until like American History X, and you saw Detroit Rock City, and then you know he was I in the Night of the Demons remake. Yeah, I know he's in one of the Crow movies too, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, BT gave me that one because he had, he got the fucking Blu-ray or something. He's like, "Here, do you want those?" <laughs> I can imagine. I think Tara, I think Tara reads in that one too. Oh really? Yeah, that old fucking bag of bones. <laughs> well, let's not get off on a Edward Furlong. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, going back to yeah, we kind of ran with Eddie there for a minute. It almost turned I mean, into it almost turned into a fucking Eddie Furlong podcast. I mean, we do both love Edward Furlong. Yeah, so. I mean, there you go. But I mean, shout out to Eddie. Yeah, shout out to Eddie Furlong. You're welcome. You're welcome on the podcast whenever you fucking get a social media account. <laughs> um, but kind of, what are some newer Arnold films that you kind of like? Uh, like obviously we talked about sabotage. It was you know in my top five favorite Arnold films. But like, uh, what are some? What do you think of Maggie? Since this is you know where this is a horror podcast or whatever, we're gonna cover sci-fi and action and whatever we want to cover pretty much. So it's not limited to horror. It's gonna be the main focal point. But what do you think of Maggie? That being kind of like his really like only true blue horror film, I, I guess in in a, in a sense. 
Yeah, I think the only other one that would really come to mind maybe that was kind of horror was a movie that actually nobody, I don't know if it did that great, it was End of Days. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Actually, yeah, because John sent us the top uh, 35 uh, top grossing horror films of all time, and End of Days was fucking on that. Yeah, and I think that, not to get off, we'll talk about Maggie, but I thought End of Days was actually better than... I feel like nobody ever talks about that movie ever. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot about it, and I got it sitting right in, you know, to the left of me, and I completely forgot about that film until John sent that, and I was like, "Fuck, end of days." That's right. Yeah, no, it's a great one, but uh, Maggie, I thought it was cool. I thought it was an interesting take on the whole zombie zombie thing. You know, I thought he his acting was was really good in it. I mean, obviously, I think it was probably a studio cashing in on the zombie craze, and Arnold's probably just like, I've never done a, a zombie movie. Like, it was just like... <laughs> well, I almost can guarantee that, but uh, I thought it wasn't that bad. Again, but there's another one I feel like... It's just not... It's not spoke about, I feel like, either. Like, I yeah, feel like it's kind of... There was, there was a little buzz when it came out or whatever, but then, I don't know, I, I feel like... Uh, it kind of fizzled out, I guess. But I thought it was pretty good. Like I said, I thought it was an interesting take. I thought he played a good role. Something different maybe for him, like we said. So Kind of those mid, mid-90s mid or like late-90s films to like the early 2000s. If you talk about the movies that came around that time, um, uh, two movies that come to mind, which I, I fucking love both of them, is uh, The Sixth Day and Eraser. Yeah, Eraser. I actually love both of those. Um one of them that should have made my top five would be True Lies as well. I True Lies oh, True Lies is a, a fucking classic. Another Cameron, obviously. Um, and yeah, his role, like Harry Tasker, like I mean, I mean, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's bedroom scene in that is enough alone to have anybody watch it. So. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen it, that's uh, that's a key part of the movie. So. <laughs> um, but like his for like his new movies, like you said, like I mean, I thought Sabotage was great right in that era, and I thought Escape Plan, him and Sly. I know they've been working a lot together with the Expendables, but I thought that was an awesome movie, Escape Plan. Oh yeah. Um, and The Last Stand, where he plays like that uh, small town sheriff, and there's like a drug cartel coming through, and he's basically just got to like stop him. Yeah. Him and, him and Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that movie was was they're, they're fun, you know what I mean? That's what it is to me. If you like uh, those ones, I feel like uh, especially the Last Stand. If you just love like good action movie with just like I said, just raw brutal action. I think I think a lot of action films, and especially more more than any, because I mean, obviously, I mean, you could feel good after you watch Rambo three. Um, but at the same at the same time, like I feel like all of Stallone's movies, or or um, excuse me, uh, are all of uh, Arnold's movies. I feel like whenever you watch them, you, they just leave like a I don't know what to say. I guess like a good taste in your mouth. They're like they're feel good movies, even the ones that are like like just like true blue like violent action films. Like uh, like I watch Commando, and I'm just like stoked on life after I after I watch something like Commando. Yeah, like I said, they're exciting. They're just like adrenaline filled. Commando's a super fun one as well. Plus, you have that amazing uh, Commando flag that you found at the flea market there. Oh yeah, <laughs> which you should post a picture of for this podcast. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, like I guess like uh, there's something about any movie per se, but when you watch a good movie and you have a certain feeling afterwards, you know, like whether it be a horror movie or an action movie we just feel jacked up afterwards and I think about 90% of still or um Schwarzenegger's movies give me that feeling you know what I mean so oh absolutely and uh I guess uh what do you uh, as far as like I mean we could talk all day about the Expendables movies we all we obviously both share the same uh, opinion that they're fucking phenomenal and that we're yeah. more than appreciative that they happened especially three of them uh, but it, I thought it was, I love that they got so many people in it, but I, I love that there's kind of like the, uh, you know, the storyline that, you know, Arnold between Arnold and Sly were like, they're kind they're friendly with each other, but it's like competitive, like even in like, as it is in real life, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think they, I'm sure they're playing off that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how they really feel. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're, they're tight in real life at this point. But, yeah. Uh, 
that another thing, like the Expendables movies. How, I mean, how how awesome is it? Like you said, we get to uh, see all these amazing action heroes. Well, all action stars come together, and then to have Stallone and uh, and uh, Schwarzenegger together is just awesome. I think it should. Ha- I, I think it should happen in every every movie they put out. But yeah, I am sad to hear that they're talking about a fourth one, and. Uh, something happened with the studio, and I don't think Stallone's going to be a part of it. And then, really? And I'm pretty sure Schwarzenegger said now that if Stallone's not a part of it, he's not going to be a part of it. So hopefully they, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think them, So I think the next one might be without either of them. Which That's is, kind of fucking just dumb. Yeah, I think what I read was something that uh, Stallone had a beef with the studio about the... Uh, the script or something like that, and he decided that he was not going to be a part of it. And then, like, and then uh, Schwarzenegger came out and said that if he wasn't a big part of it, I'm not going to be a part of it. So yeah, hopefully they get that revised because it'd be cool to see. You know, I mean, keep pumping up the for hard. I mean, exactly what you want in an action movie. Yeah. Now, I guess uh, I'm trying to th- think what else we haven't covered. I mean, you think about him being as as old as he is too and he's still got like movies coming out one i did see recently when i was uh perusing movies out and about was aftermath i haven't seen that yet have you seen that no i actually so like anything after terminator genesis i have not seen i haven't seen i'm looking at his uh filmography right now i see aftermath a movie called killing gunther oh yeah yeah Journey to China, The Mystery of the Iron Mask. I haven't seen any of those. So, um, so the last thing I've seen him in was, was Terminator Genesis. What did you... I mean, people are really split on Terminator Genesis. What did you think of it? I thought it was cool. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was uh, an interesting uh, like next reboot of, of uh, the storyline. I thought... Um, it was cool to see Schwarzenegger, and then they had like kind of like the CGI throwback of him as well from the original. Um, but it was fun, and I think if you're a Terminator fan, you maybe maybe you liked it more than say the person who's just going and not a huge Terminator fan. But um, I thought it was better than than I expected it to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, same here. I was kind of, I mean, I was amped for it, and I probably would have liked anything they put on there, uh, but I did like it. I didn't think it was bad at all. I had a lot of fun with it, and honestly, I rate it, I rate it uh, right after um, the, I if the first, if the Terminator, if I had to rate the franchise, Terminator 2, number one, Terminator, number two, Genesis, number three. And then probably Salvation, and then Rise of the Machines. Yeah, I, could, I, I pretty, pretty much agree with that. I think maybe Salvation and Genesis are definitely, those two would be hard to, I don't know which one I'd put ahead of the other one, but I think Rise of the Machines is probably on my, the lower totem pole, like I'm sure as everyone feels. But Yeah. Um, that's another one I felt like, uh, I like the acting in Terminator Genesis, I like the rest of the cast. Um that dude who plays the, the leader of the resistance there, um, John Connor, that Jason Clark uh, actor. I really oh, like yeah. Him. I think he, I, he's in like Zero Dark Thirty, and he's in uh, one of the um, Planet of the Apes movies, the, the last one. Not the yeah. one that was just in theaters, the one before that, but yeah. he's a great actor. And, uh, yeah. Now, well, what like do you said, think... I, I, it, it was fun. Now, what do you think... Because uh, apparently... The uh, rights to, you know, the Terminator franchise are going back to Cameron, I think, in 2019. Now, uh, you know, hopefully everyone's still around. I don't want to jinx anything. Um, What do you think about, you know, if James Cameron were to come back and uh, tackle another Terminator uh, entry? Uh, I think it would be amazing. You know, I love seeing the original director come back like it's happened with like so many other movies like uh take for instance like the friday or not friday, uh, nightmare on elm street you know when when west came back it was super exciting and i think it'd be the same here because it's kind of his baby you know what i mean and yeah I think that 
he would know what to do with it, and and uh, he gave us those, you know, those great movies. I think it'd be exciting being a Terminator fan or just being a Schwarzenegger fan. Yeah, and uh, I mean Cam Cameron obviously uh, unquestionably put out the best two entries in the in that franchise, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be we, cool. know, we know Jim spares no expense. Yeah. No, he does not. So it'd be <laughs> cool. It'd be cool to see him bring it back and and to see if he uh, well one if he still he still has it if he could uh, throw something together that could honor uh, especially the first two films, but you know uh, kind of bring the franchise back up to the level of respect it deserves to be at. Oh, definitely. And do we know how he feels about the other all of them? Just. I think he had he actually had good stuff to say about Genesis, if I remember. Uh, I believe he shit on both Salvation and Rise of the Machine, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I can see that. I guess. I mean, those really. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of how the uh, everyone else feels too. You know what I mean? Yeah, more or less. Now, so. I, I guess to kind of uh, bounce back a little bit, what did you what do you think of? Uh, Arnold's uh, more comedic roles. Like, are you a fan of uh, Junior and Kindergarten Cop and uh, Jingle? Like, something like a Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah, I love Jingle All the Way. Is like a must watch for me every Christmas, uh, pretty much. Uh, one that comes to mind specifically is Kindergarten Cop, just because I can remember watching that so much. I don't know why, but uh, and I thought he did a great job with that because that movie's like ser- has serious parts too. I guess right. Like, yeah. There's like a legit story going on in that. So that, when it comes to his comedic roles, those two definitely stick out for me. And then uh, when Junior just is, uh, it's funny because you have the two polar opposites when it comes to like, well, physically with him and Danny, Danny DeVito, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they actually had great chemistry, I thought, together. That movie is another one that's uh, that's right up there. Uh, junior, too. Or, wait, did I say Junior? No, uh, Twins. Twins. Twins, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, Twins. Uh, yeah, Junior was the one where, he is, uh, where he's pregnant. Pregnant, that's right. And DeVito's in that, too, right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Um, like you said, I think it's it's great that he... I don't know if maybe they just kind of thought, like, for a while, like, his agent or somebody was like, oh, let's try to kind of get away from... The, you know, just being typecasted or something, you know, for just action roles. It's kind of show your depth. Yeah. Show your comedic side. But he still, obviously he did, like, other action movies shortly after those movies. So, uh, but, yeah, Jingle All the Ways is a must-watch, must-watch, especially around Christmas time. Um, Last Action Hero, even though it's, you know, it's that's a comedy to me, too, as well. So. It's got your boy uh, Tom Noonan in it as well. Tommy Noonan of uh, Monster Squad fame, yes. <laughs> so, what would you say? Uh, I guess maybe you don't have to say like you hate it, but what do you think is your least favorite movie that he's in? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, honestly, he's not in much that I hate. But if I guess, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, same here. But I think I'm a huge I guess fan. Batman and Robin. Yeah, so I was gonna say I'm a huge Batman fan, and I just feel like that movie was like. Batman Robin, where he plays Mr. Freeze, he was just kind of, it was, it was put out just to be put out, I don't know, it was, and I thought, I don't know, I mean, I guess if I had to pick one, that would probably be the one. That would, um, well, that whole, that whole Batman movie franchise from the 90s was fumbling and bumbling anyway because they had you know you know they they come out with the 80 tim burton puts out 89 it's great uh return uh batman returns obviously he does that one too and it's great and then and then you got batman forever and i like batman forever but then i felt like for whatever reason they lost old val as batman and they're like oh we'll get fucking seth gecko from fucking uh <laughs> from uh, from dusk till dawn, he's he'll play a good Batman, and Arnold's gonna be Mister Freeze. Yeah, they're randomly gonna throw Alicia Silverstone in. She's gonna be Batgirl, and it's like, yeah, what the fuck? I mean, did Clueless <laughs> do that good? <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm a huge Batman fan. Definitely like my favorite of all the superheroes. Same I here. Like that movie was like I said, just kind of cash grab. It was weak. The weakest cash grab. A lot of big names in that. You know him, Uma Thurman, and. Like you said, Clooney and uh, Alicia Silverstone and uh, 
Chris, whatever his name is, who played Robin. But uh, Chris Donaldson. I don't know. I think so. It might be Donaldson. Really sure, is that his that's name? That's probably my least. Yeah, if you had to pick, that's probably the the one I'm, not, I'm the most unpumped about. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with that one. So I guess if there was if there was one movie you had to recommend for someone that obviously I mean it's kind of hard to find someone who hasn't seen an, an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, uh, but if you had to recommend one that someone needed to you know fully that's going to get them into Arnold something to start with, and now it doesn't necessarily have to be you know Terminator Two or you know any of his biggest movies, but what would be the one you, you would uh, you would say watch this and if you like this dive in fully into his whole uh, filmography. Right. Um, well, it'd be, like I said, it's tough for me not to say Terminator, Terminator 2, but those are obviously two. I feel like if you're going to... You have to see them both, I feel like. So if I had to do one outside of those, probably Predator or Total Recall. I think those are the two that... Um, they're the most fun, I feel like, uh, outside of the Terminator movies, like when it comes to action, and I think you get a good feel for how he portrays his characters and uh, his acting style. And I think, uh, so probably, yeah, Predator or Total Recall, I'd say. Yeah, I would probably go with, uh, man, it's so hard. I'd probably go with Predator just because I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive that's probably the first movie I saw. Um, But it's just so... uh, I don't know. It's just he is just like one. He obviously ninety percent of his career he looked fucking amazing, but he just like look. Well, I remember reading uh, something funny that they were all, and I know this is a big thing on a lot of action movie sets, is they were all like doing push ups and shit in between sets, so they looked as swole as possible. (laughs) I can only imagine. Yeah, honestly, only imagine with Jesse the body. Yeah. And uh, Carl Weathers and him, I can only imagine the conversations and just... Just fucking doing pull-ups and shit on fucking bamboo trees. No, Jesse, you grab it like this. <laughs> because you know how shot Bobby, uh, or how uh, shot uh, the body is. The body's super shot, so... Oh, yeah, he's out of his uh, mind, but it's great. <laughs> I'd love to be uh, to have worked on that movie with those guys and see how everyone acted uh, off the camera. Now, oh my God, I, I can only imagine what the the filming of that was like, and that's cool actually that Shane Black is going back and doing the new the newest uh, Predator, and I, I think it's called The Predator or whatever. So I wonder if there's going to be any homages to Arnold in in uh, in that new Predator installment. Uh, that would be awesome if it was. I mean, I think it would be. So we have a first time guest that just showed up on uh, on my doorstep, literally. Uh, Copper knocked me. Uh, Sean, Sean Henderson. Hey, how's it going? Sean Gold. Now, Sean, what? We're, this is an Arnold episode, so you stumbled in, and you're not even 90 seconds in the door, and you're already talking about Arnold. Uh, name your top five Arnold films right now. Top five Arnold films. Terminator 2, classic. Wait, wait, five to one or one to five? I'm starting off with number one. Okay, number one. Terminator 2. T2. Uh, guy with Commando, True Romance. True Romance? You mean True Lies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unscripted. Uh, he actually stunt-doubled Gary Oldman's fucking weird toothless ass in that movie. <laughs> uh, Total Recall. What did he name? Four? Is that four? I don't know. Wait. You don't, you don't kindergarten cops in your top five. You got me there, Eric. What about Jingle All the Way? It's a guilty pleasure. Oh, I love the jingle all the way. Yeah, don't be no no guilty about it. It's amazing. We were just talking about how Shane Black's doing the you know the Predator, the new new Predator installment, and if there's going to be any homage to the original or Arnold in it. I mean, I I mean do you think that Arnold would uh, like say they offered Arnold a spot in a Predator movie? Oh, there's. I mean, especially with Shane Black uh, doing it. I mean, it'd be pretty. I I could I couldn't picture him being like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm sure he. I'm sure he wouldn't turn down too much, especially with the uh, with Black on board. That would be cool to see a uh, a new uh, pre- a new predator with him in it, or bring them all back. Bring Jesse back. Bring Carl back too. Why not? <laughs> 
<laughs> I wonder if Carl's still in shape or if that fucking alligator still has his hand. What uh? What'd you think of Maggie? Did you see Maggie, Sean? I enjoyed Maggie. Uh, we were talking. It's kind of like his only real true. I mean, you can call Predator a horror movie for sure, but it's more you know kind of based in like sci-fi action, I guess. But Maggie's kind of his only real horror film credit, other than End of Days. Did you see End of Days? I've not seen End of Days. It's uh, I like it a lot, and I kind of I just realized because John was sending us a. Top grossing horror films, and that's actually in the top thirty-five highest grossing horror films of all time. So Arnold's got Arnold's got a a, a, horror, a horror movie credit that's in the top thirty-five highest grossing horror movies. Which is and again, like I said, it's crazy because he nobody talks about that movie at all. Like I, I, I know it obviously made money. Yeah, I mean it had to. I mean I don't. It's just weird to me. Um but I guess I didn't realize, like, I'm pretty sure the director, like, didn't someone huge direct that, too? Who did direct End of Days? I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure... Sean's on the IMDb machine right now. Sean, who directed End of Days? Looking up right now. I, I mean... Why is it not... I it's feel, feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm pretty sure it was, like, someone big. I want to say, like... I don't know, like Guillermo del Toro was on board or something, something like that. Sean's taking too long, so. I'm sorry. It's because he's got this fucking Android. Oh, my Android phone. That's what it is, an Android. It takes forever. So, end of day. Peter Hyams? Peter Hyams. What the fuck else did he do? He probably did something fucking crazy that I love, but I just don't fucking know what the fuck he did. Well, he did Time Cop. Oh, fuck, he did do Time Cop. Oh, John Claude's the fucking man. He did Sudden Death too. The Relic. So him and him, basically him and John Claude were boys. Oh, for sure. Oh, and that. funny because John Claude obviously played the fucking the the he played the Predator and then got fucking booted because he was fucking legit just fucking people up. <laughs> well, he is the fucking one of the he's the man. He's the fucking muscles from Brussels. I don't know why I thought somebody else was on the. End of Days uh, as a director. But anyway, End of Days, an underrated horror, underrated movie for him, and I suggest uh, people check that one out, too, probably. I think it's... Uh, yeah, End of Days is awesome. If you had to... Sean, if, if you had to recommend someone, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Terminator movies, but if you had to recommend someone uh, an Arnold film to... I, like I, I, we were talking, it's kind of hard to find someone who hasn't seen an Arnold film, but if someone hasn't really gotten into Arnold, his filmography, if you had to tell them one movie that they should get into to kind of get them in interested in his career, what would the movie you would probably say it would be? Oh, if it's not Terminator, Predator. Predator? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said the same thing because I just feel like it's kind of, uh, it's a... It will prepare you for all the action that is in his throughout his filmography, but at the same time, it's uh, I don't know. It reads to me more of an uh, more of a horror film than an action film in some aspects. But then at the same time, I feel like it's comical. Obviously, the fucking uh, the Dylan, you son of a bitch, like that fucking that like him just like shit talking the predator, the get to the chopper we talked about too, like just great one-liners and i guess we'll end this with what is your favorite arnold quote from his uh his film career eric my favorite arnold quote yeah uh like you know like a one-liner or whatever it's just uh, it's gotta be get to the chopper I mean, I just think that, like, plus that, that scene in that movie is just badass. Oh, yeah. It's fucking I mean, classic. I mean, I've probably said it a thousand times. Um, that's probably the one that I, I would pick. What about you? Obviously, I didn't scratch the surface too hard on that one. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Uh, put the cookie down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I guess mine would be, without thinking, you know, too too much into it, I guess... I guess my favorite Arnold quote would probably be, uh, 
Fuck. I guess... I don't even know. There's so many, like, I'm trying to think, because there's definitely some funny shit he said, like, throughout his... I guess, I guess you know, in uh, Commando, when he goes, fuck you, asshole. I don't know. I just... Mainly... Be- they're so much better because of his, uh, his accent and just who he is. So oh, yeah. And, of um, course, uh, you, you're one ugly motherfucker. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like Sean stole the show with that one. <laughs> I did, uh, one a fun fact I recently read just now about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the first non-military citizen to own a Humvee. <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently he like he got the one. fucking specs on the fucking commando set. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, he like wanted one so bad that he talked to the General Motors company and they made like two street legal ones for him and like sold them to him. He was like the first person to ever own a Humvee. So that had to have launched the Hummer like craze then. Yeah, I mean pretty much because then they started making like normal ones for like just everyday citizens. So. No shit. We have fucking Arnold to thank for the fucking the for the goddamn Humvee. The, <laughs> <laughs> the street legal Hummer. But isn't that just the perfect uh, oh, I mean, I mean that if that doesn't you know capsulize everything that he is, he would he would bring the fucking Humvee to the streets. Yeah, he's gotta, he's the man. But I mean, we could dive into seven million other aspects of Arnold, but I feel like we did uh, we did uh, kind of touch on uh, you know some of the films that we love, and just kind of was just uh, us gushing about uh, Mr. Muscles himself. Yeah, as we should, and like I said, he's gonna go down. You know, I hope he lives forever, but he's going to go to, I mean, if you think about everything he's done, not even just uh, with movies, like, he's a philanthropist, like, entrepreneur, the guy was a governor, I mean, he made, he's made millions just not even with movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's that. a, he's the embodiment of the American dream. Exactly, 100% the American dream, comes over here with the dream, you know, and then goes over to Venice Beach, starts bodybuilding, turns it into... You know, eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so, seriously, it's amazing. And put the fucking put the fucking Hummer in the fucking in the suburbs. Brought the Humvee to the streets for the people. Hell yes. Well, this has been all about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's been awesome, Eric. Thanks for coming on and uh, bullshitting about Arnold. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast, like always. I can't wait for the next one. Hell yeah, Sean. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, anytime. I'm glad to be here. Hello. Changita. All right. With that said, uh, you can find us at Heart Guide Media on Twitter, at Heart Guide Media on Instagram. Uh, I, there's only one way this uh, the, any of this uh, content is ever going to reach people. So if you want to repost on your Instagram, repost on your Twitter, uh, send us some uh, follows on both those uh, social media platforms. If you could rate review subscribe on itunes we're also on soundcloud if you have an android um and yeah just get the content out there tell your friends about it if you like what we're hearing you're hearing if you like horror films if you like action films if you like music we're trying to talk about music everything always intertwines uh this weekend we got a ramones episode coming up a multi-part episode with my friend lou smith uh I can't remember else. Uh, Anthony Saturno, uh, local uh, guitarist in Syracuse here, is going to be on an episode as well this weekend. So some music podcast uh, episodes coming this weekend. Uh, but there's always going to be film podcasts. They're going to drop whenever. I could drop fucking seven this weekend. Uh, I could fucking you know put out none next week, but it's not going to happen. I'm going to fucking have multiple every weekend. Every week. This is a Thursday, 7 o'clock. Uh, so, yeah, get the word out. Uh, if you could, cause I'm not fucking paying for fake followers. It's just not going to fucking happen. Uh, so yeah, get the word out on this movie and music podcast. We're going to cover, this is uh, another aspect. There's going to be a lot of horror talk, but you just got an Arnold episode and I hope you enjoyed it because I sure as fuck did. And this is Jesse HS. This is the heart God media podcast and we shall see you next time. Rescue team, not assassin. We move. Five meters spread. 
No sound. What the hell is his body? Let me out! Kill me! Come on! Kill me! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Kill me! Villain, we make a stand now, or there will be nobody left to go to the chopper.